Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning into their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning and impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourself in, and let's get fucking started. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Journal of My Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dozy, your host. And I'm Soph. How are you? I'm great. So what's exciting us at the moment? I'll tell you what, it's exciting me. I bought my childhood dream car, a mm. Bronco. A Bronco. Shout out to those that know what a Bronco is. It's got a 1985 XLT, 351 Bronco. Ask me how much I know about cars. How much? Nothing. <laughs> so please don't ask me any more questions around that. It's a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> it's unregistered. It's unregistered. As we speak, it's on a tow truck on the way to my house. Need some work and then... Hey, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for that on the socials. I bet you'll be uh, posting all about it. Now, I'll tell you what, you've been a bit annoyed this week. I have. And like a bit more than usual. Yeah. And not at you. That's a surprise. Once, jokes, yeah. jokes, jokes, jokes. What's going um, down? Okay, so guys, you heard my story, and if you haven't, go back and listen to it because it'll give context to this. Thank you for sharing, by the way. Thank you. Thanks for everyone who's messaged me about it. Yeah, it's been really yeah. nice. It's been yeah, super nice Proud and a good message for everyone. But yeah, so I'm in the process of getting back into fitness after mm-hmm. time off while I was recovering. And it's a super exciting time for me, but I'm searching for a gym at the moment and it's really highlighted to me that there's a lot of gyms that just don't stand for anything Mm. out there. Mm. Yeah. Again, you know my story. And so you probably know there's other people like me coming into summer who want to get back into fitness and they're looking for a gym. And, you know, right now I'm obviously just searching in my area, but I'm sure it's similar in multiple other places in the world. I'll be straight up and honest. Essentially, what I did was I went and I looked into like mind body. I Google searched and I've been looking on Instagrams like gyms in area And none of them have come up and like really stood for something and shown me that I would be accepted and belong there. Mm. So because most people who get started into fitness actually haven't done it before or they're scared, I'm an expert in the fitness industry. I've been a coach. I've been a manager. I've been to multiple gyms before. It's still a scary thing for me Mm. right now as it currently stands. Mm. So you can imagine all of these other people out there who just need it, who haven't got started because of whatever the reason is, but they're too scared. And I just feel like no gym that I have seen is really like reaching out their hand and saying like, let us help you. We're here for you. Mm. So what I did was, you know, firstly, it was really, really, really hard to find any of the gyms or what they're actually offering, how to get started. So it just made me kind of wonder, like, for a lot of gyms out there who probably need more members at this point in time, are you even searchable? I will just inject here. I know these gyms that Sophie's talking about, and they all need more members. All of them. Yeah. 
So all I was looking for was something in someone's Instagram bio to say we're an inclusive gym and like all fitness levels welcome and we're here for everyone and this is what we kind of are all about. Mm. Like an ethos and like a, oh, cool, okay, that's, so that's what I'm going to be getting. And why do you exist? What's your purpose? What do you stand for? Just something, right? Yeah. So I was looking for that and I was also looking for anyone I've looked through highlights on stories like back to 2018 to just look for anyone who had a bit more body fat than just like the normal six pack <laughs> that you do see, which is really intimidating, mm. even for me. Yeah. I didn't find it. So I got an automation from this gym after I came through as a lead and, you know, they asked me like an induction form and I said, I'm looking for a gym that genuinely cares about me and my goals and is actively helping me achieve them. Which is not too much to ask. Nothing about that form was mentioned, but I just said, are your classes suitable for someone who is unfit and overweight? Which class would you recommend starting with? Which is a question I also asked on Instagram and didn't get a reply until I came through as a lead. And they said a whole bunch of things, but the main thing was, (laughs) we aim to be an inclusive gym. Mm. We aim. Not we are. We're just, we're trying. If you were reading between the lines there, I needed reassurance and like a, of course we are. Get in here. I'll do the first session with you. Try this one first. Fuck, we would have called you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, look, for all of the people that we're in front of who complain about not having enough leads and sales and members and all these cancels happening, and they say that they really care, but the reality is a lot of their processes fail to actually show they care. Correct. And that's why they're missing opportunities and why good people who really need health and fitness aren't actually accessing it right now. Mm. So that's my story. And it has been really, like, really frustrating me because these gyms are such powerful machines to help people if they actually do it, Mm. if they actually can. So I wanted to do this episode about, like, having a gym that stands for something so you can help the people who need you most. That's the biggest difference. That is the biggest difference. I know these gyms and these are all, you know, if we drop names here, which we won't, like listeners, you probably know some of these names as well. These are all the same people that are, you know, putting their hand out to the government for more stimulus. They are complaining about their agencies that work with them and it's kind of everyone else's fault. What I would encourage you to think about is if you imagine an hourglass, right? Everyone kind of talks about the sort of hourglass model of your business. At the top of the funnel, that's the bit that everyone wants to talk about because it's the sexy, it's the fun, it's the marketing, it's leads. The first thing that we look when people come to Geronimo and what we do in the the Million Dollar Studio program is we look at the middle of that hourglass and go, where are you losing it? Where are you losing it? And right now, studios like them lose it because they don't give a fuck in their process. The process doesn't prove that they actually care. And one thing that we always say to our listeners, what we always say to our academy is people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. And right back when we had our first studio, remember when I gave you the staff handbooks? What did I write down at the bottom as our guiding principle? People care about being cared about. Exactly, right? We are not a gym. We are a relationships business. We are a care business. We just happen to run 45-minute hit classes. That was our whole thing, right? So then every part of our process from registering as a leader, even the contract that people were signing, it was all through there. Like we completely changed the wording and our legal team got the shits because like we sort of ventured too far, but we wanted that to sound like we cared as well. No dickhead policy. We had that in there. We had like, you know, how people can cancel. Like it needed to sort of pass the pub test on like whether we actually cared. And I wanted to see proof in our whole process, in the whole journey that we actually fucking cared. So why we did the red flag reports, why we did the orange flag reports, all that sort of stuff that we teach our academy. 
Yep. 100%. And I think it's a huge injustice to the people who need your help, especially if you are doing something amazing and you're just not proving it. You're just not showing that in the moment where it matters. If we sat that on down right here, I genuinely think he does care. Yeah. I genuinely think he does care. So where might they be going wrong? Yeah, I think there's probably three main areas that are overlooked. And if you can just fix those three things, then you'll be well on your way to helping a whole bunch more people and making a huge difference. And it's going to be more fulfilling for your team. Yeah, and? And you'll make more money. Fuck yeah. (laughs) So the first thing you need to look at is, are you actually searchable? And are you searchable to your ideal member avatar? Okay. So the first thing you probably need to decide on is? Who is that person? Correct. So if you don't know who that person is, then firstly, it's going to be really hard to tailor your program to get them really great results, to build and curate a community around that person and to also speak to them actively in your marketing to draw them in. It's essentially, if you looked at your membership base right now, if you think of a you know a lady or a, a guy, you think like, if I just had 50 more of her, I'd be fucking cheering. Or if I had 50 more of that dude, I'd be absolutely cheering. Like it's the people that you love to serve, it feels effortless and they actually get and value who you are and what you're doing, right? Mm. It might not be the easy one because I remember when we talked about this in a previous episode that one of our studios was near like five universities so we thought fucking students would be an absolute no-brainer. Let me tell you, they were easy to get but what a fucking head fuck to actually look after. That's just for us. That was just for us. Like they always, you know, they wanted a massive discount. They went on pause every five seconds. They didn't follow instructions. It was just a drag. To, and it um, really annoyed our actual members yeah, that we re- wanted in there who were paying full price. <laughs> we were paying full whack, so it didn't make any sense. But yes, okay, first thing is like you've got to decide who you're, who you're actually wanting to serve deeper than anyone else on the block and in a way that far exceeds what a gym, right, what a typical gym would do. And that's what's going to make you really stand out to that crowd. They will feel seen. They will feel heard. They will feel like there is no other place on this earth that they'd rather be than your place. I think the key word is like people want to belong. Yeah, we heard a great thing the other day when someone said, you know what, they had moved from one gym to a different gym and they said, get this team, get this. They said, I fit in, but I never felt like I belonged. Mm. And just stop and think about that, right? I fit in, but I never felt like I belonged. And for thousands of years, we've always wanted to belong to something, whether it was a tribe, a village, you know, a community. Safety. Because it was safety. Because if you didn't belong, if you got sort of sent out into the wild, it meant no food, no shelter, no fire. It's a primitive feeling that we have. That the whole sense of FOMO, it's not just a social media thing. It's real. It's a human psychological, you know, desire. Mm. So, step one, to make sure you can be searchable, you need to know who are you speaking to, who do you want to attract. If you don't know who that is and you can't really identify that, we'll do you a favour and we'll pop in the show notes our avatar worksheet. So, perfect member avatar, you can brain dump a whole bunch of stuff to really synthesise who that person is and then give them a, a name. Yeah. You can also go back and listen to the episode that we did on marketing yep. and what the gurus aren't telling you about Facebook marketing these days. Cool. So that's the first part of being searchable. And then the second thing is do an audit of your socials. So like I said, I was looking, I was searching for someone who looked like me or any kind of language that would, you know, give me the indication, this is where I belong. This is safe. This is a place that's going to look after me. And especially, you know, if I'm filling out a form to tell you exactly how you can make the sale that when whatever comes back, it actually matches that. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, and so so I've been, as always, 
laughing at when I sort of say this stuff, but like yeah, your socials aren't just there for aesthetics. This is actually about being an anthem for the people that you want to represent. Right. And so, you know, again, when we had our studio, for those of you that remember watching Zoolander, did you have <laughs> No, sorry, not Zoolander. Uh, it's Dodgeball. Have you seen Dodgeball? Also negative. So if he's got this thing about, why don't you watch movies? I watch movies. I just, not the same ones that you always talk about. Okay. No, but it's literally every time, every single time I've never watched it. So Dodgeball, right? There's this gym called Globo Gym, and that's the Ben Stiller's gym, and it's like, you know, everyone's jack wearing spandex. They look like Nate, our videographer. It's on the dumbbell curls and like that, you know, it's all the glitzy ones. And then you've got this rat bag of a gym down the road that needed more money, and that was like the average Joes. And that's what we actually like. We looked at our customer base, people that we actually love to serve. They didn't want to be judged for what they wore at the gym. They wanted, because it was an expat community, right? It kind of was city fringe. They wanted a third space. They wanted somewhere where they could be someone because mm. they didn't know anyone in the local area. And they weren't trying to break any world records. Most of them weren't even looking for a bloody six-pack. The only six-pack they were looking for was one at bloody Dan Murphy's. <laughs> yeah. That's our crowd. So yeah. we lean towards that. We lean towards it, and that's who we heroed. You can go back. If you have to scroll back far, 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 far right now on that account, you can tell when the new owners took over. Previous to all that, you'll see they are our people, and we were so fucking proud of them. And you know what? That's what brought them in, and that's what made them stay, because they felt like... They didn't just fit in, but they actually belonged. They all got nicknames on their way in. Yeah. Yep. And then they and then they just became part of the family. Yeah, it was actually like when we would run the loyalty program, we we called it the all-star program and it was milestone sessions. There was not one person who hit over a thousand sessions who we actually call by their real name. And if we did, it was like who the I still don't know what the names were. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, so can your avatar see themselves in your socials or is it all really fit people? Maybe that is your avatar, but can they see themselves? Mm. Okay. Well, I think there is like make sure your socials match your avatar, right? Because if it is fit people, happy days. You do you, boo. Yeah. Love that for you. Love Love that that for you. But if it's not, like just make sure that there's a match. And then I think like the third part of being searchable is also having an offer that suits that person, that avatar. Again, literally going through MindBody, just do an audit as if you were a lead trying to to get started and trying to give your business money. What is their experience before they meet you? It's phenomenal, isn't it? So honestly, I didn't know whether it was like the MindBody platform or what it was, but like it was just really difficult to find what gyms that there are around and what are they offering right now that I can get started on. Hey friends, if you listen to this podcast, it means that you are ambitious, right? And you want more, right? You are trying to learn. So like, I love you guys for that. And we really appreciate you, but I need you guys to hear this, right? Some of you are making it so fucking hard for the market to give you money (laughs) (laughs) and to get started with you, right? It might not be your fault. Maybe it's some shit advice that you got along the way, but mate, we've heard some absolute cracker advice this week that people's performance managers in their different HQs have told them. Like, honestly, Yeah, like audit your sort of new inquiry, new lead process, and just make sure that you remove the friction out of things before you try and spend more money on ads. Yeah, totally. Because like these people are looking for any reason not to get started, Mm. any reason. So you can't be the reason why they don't come through. Solid. You can't be it. So far in making sure you're hyper searchable to your audience, We've talked about identifying who your ideal avatar is, doing an audit of your socials, and then also making sure that your offer and the user experience to come through as a lead is on point. What does that mean, on point? It's frictionless, it's easy, and it makes sense for your people. And it shows 
shows you bloody care about them and mm. you understand them. Mm. So that would be step one, okay? Get ready for this one, like lean in. It's a big first step. Bob. Before I get into the next one, which is really juicy, it's maybe sounds like more work, but you know what is more work is like being broke and not helping the people who need you. Everyone says they care, but show me. Like you need to inject care and not just when someone's trying to cancel. Wow. Tell you another story. Please. The reason why I was looking for a gym is because I was on suspension from a gym, not a no-name brand. It's one that everyone knows. I got started super proud of myself for about a month before I went to Europe. Ever since Europe, I have been on pause for 12 weeks, also due to injury, but like no one cared. Every week I would try and push that more and more and more because I couldn't come in and train. And it was like a two-word response every time. I got to the stage where I was like, do you know what? I deserve more than this. Mm. I need someone who's going to care when I'm not there and who will help actively, you know, find solutions when I'm down and out. You know what I mean? So I cancelled. And that's when, I, <laughs> that's when I got the response that I was probably looking for. So next episode, we'll do a focus on suspensions and what you can do if you've got a high suspension list. So yeah, don't be that studio. That only actually shows you care when your money's on the line because again these people need you and it's like an easy win to show and prove you care at the points in time where your members are falling off track they're not coming in when they're suspending for no reason when it'd be very easy for them to cancel out of a class when they're about to come back for suspension you've got to hold their hand in those moments especially if your avatar is inclined to do that if we've been honest right here, like we made this mistake early days when like things were really fucking tough. And and it's because like, yeah, we were just, I just think it's the typical thing to do, right? But it's almost too little too late, right? And so, yeah, what we're talking about here with Kev, you know, if you're hearing this and you're thinking, gosh, he's a bloody high maintenance member, you ask your members, right? Like if they just wanted the workout, do, do you think that they could just not do that at home by themselves? Like that's not the business that we're in. Otherwise, if you're just going to compete on workouts, you're just going to, mate, there's a workout down the road from you that's $10 a week, mm. right? Like- if you don't realize how much our members need the care and the relationships and that's what they're there for, I bet you there is not a single high-performing studio that's doing a million dollars a year plus that isn't world-class at injecting care into their process and injecting care into their culture and every little moment that happens in their gym. Mm, exactly. The ownership's always going to be on the member to get the result, but you guys exist so that you can help them do that. Yeah. And I think I have a unique position because I have experienced that. Yeah. You heard about that. Yeah. And it's really tough trying to find that again, but it's such an opportunity for the listener. So you've got to put into your process, all of the processes throughout the entire journey that your client goes through, the moments that you care and that you prove that you care. Otherwise, they're going to start thinking about how they can save that 50, 60 or 70 bucks a week. And especially in this economy, that's going to be a really fast decision for them. Yep. And not just when someone is trying to cancel. A really easy way that you can audit your client experience and their journey with you is to draw a horizontal line across the middle of the page and then on the top of the line, put you and the bottom them and then all of the significant moments that they interact with you, you know, when the sale is made, what happens next on the top of the line, when they get to their first induction or their first class, what's the experience on top of that? So all the way through when they suspend, when they try and cancel, when they do this, when they do that, when they hit a milestone, what is the experience and where can you actually standardize that? And then if you want to show you care more, inject even more of the care in that process. Right. So far, we've gone through identifying if you're searchable. There's a few parts to that. The second thing is that you've got to inject care. The third thing 
you've got to get your team across this. Mm. You've got to get your team across this. I am sure that the owner of the gym I got that automation for would be mortified to hear that they aim to be inclusive instead of just being inclusive. And that person, whoever actually sent you that message. I'm sure they care too. Yeah, I bet they didn't wake up that morning thinking, I'm going (laughs) to... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do a shit job. No, of course not. But you've got to get your team around it so they understand what you're trying to achieve with step one, step two. And then again, they actually fulfill the process. Mm. So I'd like to ask you, how have you done that with the team back in the studio? We workshopped it. We drilled it. It was part of their performance plans. It was part of like the culture in what we did. So yeah, every single month we had uh, a team workshop. Every week we had upskill sessions. It was one of our values. So we celebrated moments throughout the week of where one of our trainers displayed those values over and above what was kind of expected. It was, you would have to be living under a rock on another planet somewhere, in another galaxy, to not realise that care was such an important part of. And I'll tell you what, care is good for business. Care is good for business. That's the other thing. Hmm. So it was having the what and the why really clear and then drilling on that, just role plays, workshopping. We would hire and fire by that too. Yeah, We always talked about hiring character over qualifications. That's how I ended up there without a certificate. I'd regret, yeah. Um, (laughs) But if people had dropped the ball, were not being a team player and actually living by that standard, they didn't work for us anymore. Mm. Simple as that. Mm. We weren't the most technical trainers. I'll be straight. Like our best trainers, our best staff, our best generational sort of like unit or team they were never the most technical. They were never the most jacked. They were never the most... They, I don't know you, what you're talking about. <laughs> but they actually gave a shit mm. and our members felt it, mm-hmm. right? And our profit and loss statement felt it. Like it was good for everyone. So, yeah, if you're kind of hearing any of this and just going, too hard, high maintenance, we're not looking for people like Safe anyway, then that's okay. But just like I would encourage those that actually want to build an incredible movement in your local areas and you want to help and serve your market better than anyone else because that is like part of your life's purpose, then this episode is definitely one that uh, we are going to be super proud to hear back from you on how you've you listened to this, implemented some of this stuff, and then I want to hear from you on how that's sort of helped your team or you or your bottom line. Yeah. And again, we tell the story to kind of give context and fill the color. Like you get to choose how you kind of take that and what you can see yourself in. Yeah. You probably might just be like one of the best kept secrets and there's some things you can optimize to attract people that you want. Mm. All right, so let's bring this one home. Even if the stories you can't relate to, one thing you will be able to relate to is, you know, going back to standing for something, we have had unheard of results from our new studios doing our six-week liftoff program for implementing this. Something magical happens when they get really clear on who it is that they're looking for and they insert their connection, care and empower the people to come to them. And then they have a process that matches it. Unheard of results where our stats are at an all-time record for Q4 in terms of lead generation based on all of the other years in the past. This is a time of year where costs usually increase on Facebook because it's a highly competitive market. Everyone's trying to do their last kind of dash to grow by Christmas. Record results for Q4 just because they're standing for something, they're attracting their ideal avatar, and then they're matching that process once they come through as a lead. So if you don't want to take it from me as a member perspective, take it from a business results perspective, figure out how you can become hyper searchable to your ideal avatar by getting clear on who that person is, auditing your socials, and then making sure that your offer relates to them. 
Then have a look at where you're injecting care into your business or maybe not, and then adjust. Adjust and then third step, get your team around it and process and drill, 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 and then sit back and watch what happens to your profit and loss and watch what happens to your mind body account or wherever you track your members and your studio will take off. Oh my God, I can't wait. That was so solid. Thank you. That was so solid. So team, listeners, please rewind that part, write it down, spend some time this week with a, a cup of coffee or kombucha or whatever and actually do something about this. I know 1% of you will do something about this and you're the ones that are going to get the results. Those of you that are in that 1%, please come back to us. I'd love to hear from you about what you've implemented and how it's impacted the team in a positive way, hopefully. Yes, um, it will. That's awesome. Yeah, it'll give them something to look forward to because they can actually become a part of caring. Mm. All right. Let's land it. All right, guys, go and implement. We are so grateful that yeah, you're following along with us and that you're doing something about what we're putting out every single week. Thank you for all of the messages. Make sure that you share this with a studio or a manager who you think might need to hear it. Yeah, workshop it with your manager. That's mm. a really good point, right? Like workshop it with your manager. This is going to be another episode as well, but otherwise you're going to continue to have this little gap between you and your manager in terms of the communication gap. If you get the nodding head-itis syndrome that we talk about, it'll continue unless you kind of go work together on this. So that's a, I think that's a really good tip. Yeah, mm. Sit down with your manager and do this. Mm. Get their perspective because they're the ones on the floor as well. And then you'll be able to get them to buy in more because it's their idea. So do that and then come back next week and we'll share about the suspension stuff that we talked about. We're going to talk about the hidden suspension tax in your business. That is costing you about $150,000. Ouch. Ouch. Talk to you then. All right, guys. Love you lots. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track, and I believe in you. So keep going, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.